Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street, where we use the Dynasty Trade Calculator to gauge values position by position and hopefully give you some ideas for trades to make. And we are done with scoring points. It don't matter no more. We are in pure hypothetical value. So, John, no more, well, running backs and all of this nonsense. Yes, no more running backs. That's a no great, more running back nonsense. great point yes. to start with. But none more. Well, this guy's scoring points right now. Nobody's scoring points right yep. now. So we get to blank slate all of this and just talk about players, talk about their value, because we don't have to complicate things by this whole I like to win thing. Like that's a bunch of hooey anyway, as Kane gives a sneer and a nod. Uh, but let's go. Let's get started. That's a lie. I don't know who has what. John, you have quarterbacks, right? I do have quarterbacks. All right. Who are we talking about today? We're talking about Matt Ryan. Who? Matt Ryan. You know how I like to play my second quarterback in Superflex. I like an old, cheap quarterback that hopefully is starting. I'm not sure if Matt Ryan is or not. Yeah. Uh, so, but he's the one I want to talk about. So right now he comes in 36 years old, obviously. He's, uh, you know, definitely in the, we'll call it the twilight of his career. Comes in on the calculator at the 10.3. Now in Superflex, that comes in at the 2.02. Yes, folks. Dynasty Trade Calculator now has the individual picks. No Ooh. more of this early first, mid first, late first. We get to give you an actual pick. You should already know what your pick is in your Dynasty Leagues. Yep. And now Dynasty Trade Calculator can help you out with that. So the 2.02 for Matt Ryan. What do you guys think? Right now, I want the pick. Uh, if I have a team where, you know, you can still gauge whether you're competing or not. I don't care that it's this far away. You know the direction of your, most likely you know the direction of your team. Let's put it that way. But I still think by the start of the season, even if Matt Ryan is announced the starter in Atlanta, even if he gets cut and signed somewhere else, his value is not changing much. Like it won't get, he won't get more expensive. Let me put it that way. So I'm fine holding on to the pick for now and waiting to see. Because again, like you said, we don't know he's starting. So the 202 is what you pay for someone of that age that you know is starting. So I'm, I'm going to take the 202, but for a slightly different reason. Um, so we've done a few rookie mocks already this season. I think, John, you followed along or I sent you the link to one of them. Um, and the way that this rookie draft is set up for me um, 202 is in that second tier for me. So I have the top about six or seven in one tier. Sometimes it's getting to eight. And then from like 109 to 203 is the next tier for me. So all of that is in the second tier. So I would much rather take uh, that second round pick, that 202, rather than Matt Ryan at this point. So if it was the 204, I would, would take Matt Ryan. Okay, just checking if like yep. that, just getting out of that tier was the marker for you. Okay. Yep. So, trade calculator's got the price right there for Kane. Sounds like yep. right on the right on the edge, which is where which is where we want it to be. Yeah, really, really close. I think there's maybe one or two players after that I would rather have over Matt Ryan, but there's not many 
And that's just depending on where people draft them, right? So my biggest concern with Matt Ryan was, will he be the starter next year? <laughs> According to, you know, like I looked it up on Spotrack because that's obviously where I go for my uh, contract stuff. I don't keep track of every single contract. I trust them. It says there's a potential out after uh, leading into 2022. So like this year, like in this offseason, it says potential out. It looks like a really expensive potential out if I'm reading it correctly. So I'm not sure that they're going to cut him. And if he's going to be there, he's going to be the starter. It feels like even if they, who are they going to draft this year to replace him? They're not going to bring a veteran in to replace him. Their draft pick is not early. Like they, they are in the middle of the pack. So, Kane, you've done a lot of rookie research. Is there anybody that they're even going to be able to draft in the middle of, of – I assume they're – you have to get a first. You have to spend a, a quarterback. It has to be a first, maybe a second. But, like, we don't have that in this class this year. It's not deep, right? Um. So, my best guess is that this year, this draft's going to be different in the regard of normally, right, the first, like, five picks, there's, like, three quarterbacks that go, right, in, in rookie drafts or excuse me, in um, in the NFL draft. That's not going to be the case this year. I think there's this is the best defensive draft that we've seen probably in the last 15, 20 years. So there's going to be a lot of defensive players that are top heavy and kind of weight down those quarterbacks. So you could definitely see the first quarterback off the board around like pick eight to 10 this year, potentially. Wow. Okay. Uh, that so we're going to is... have some very boring live streams in the fantasy football world <laughs> is what you're telling me. But yeah, actually at, at this moment. Right. And this is this is obviously before the senior bowl hype. Um, Five out of the top six quarterbacks in this draft are at the senior bowl. So the senior bowl is going to be probably the biggest senior bowl that we've seen in a really long time in terms of hype and in terms of, you know, getting these players finally in front of NFL coaches and um, scouts and things like that. Um, so I think that hype will start to build there and then we'll kind of know more a little bit after that moment, but right now so many things are up in the air. I still don't feel like they're going to be able to replace him with an immediate starter in this year's draft. And I'd be shocked if they brought anybody in like that. That just seems really not the way they're going to go. So I'm probably going to take Matt Ryan. Like, I mean, there's plenty of teams where I have Ben Roethlisberger as my second quarterback this year. Yeah. How'd that go for us? Uh, I mean, like he was serviceable many times. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure we still made the playoffs in that league, did we not, Russ? Nice. I, I think we actually had a – I don't think it was Roethlisberger that was our downfall. I think it was uh, like our stacked running backs that got injured, wasn't it? And our stacked wide receivers that got yes. injured as well, yes. Yes. I, I, I think he, we would have been fine with him as our second quarterback at our yeah, the rest of our roster, you know, not got injured. Nonetheless, like that's the kind of – I'm going to have to replace that. I'm going to have yeah. to replace Taylor Heineke, who I played as my second quarterback in a lot of leagues. I think Matt Ryan's going to be my target. <laughs> it feels it feels kind of gross, but we all know that I love Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Not sure who the wide receivers are going to be next year. Um, you know, we finally have found heard maybe some rumors about Calvin Ridley, but they don't seem exactly positive for a return to Atlanta. So I don't know that he's going to be back. Contract-wise, yeah. it sounds like he should be back. I'm going to take Matt Ryan over the pick. And just say, all right, here's my. I'm, I'm giving up a second for a year's worth of a quarterback, and I'm 
I do that plenty of times. It's what I did with Roethlisberger. It's what I'll do with Ryan. It's what I did with Brady, but he just keeps going. So it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> he'll he'll out he'll be playing by the time we retire. Yeah. Uh, so what list of players do you have to go around Matt Ryan? All right, list of players. And this got even more interesting, I think, <laughs> with, oh, no. with yesterday's events. Carson Wentz, the player that gave us all the excitement because he blew it against the Jags. Thank you, Carson Wentz. Jared Goff, money in the bank. Sam Darnold, woohoo! And Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Those four all come in kind of right in the same range. Cousins and Tannehill were close, but I think they're I think they're levels above this group. Also, you didn't really give anyone whose job is insanely safe, so it really makes sense to... Welcome to this tier of playing yeah. disgusting quarterback, too. Okay. Um, I think I can do this, like, pretty quickly. Go for it. All right. So, I'm going to go Carson once one. I... It takes me so long to admit that someone I've liked is bad, and I'm still not ready to do it with Carson Wentz for some reason. Like, all they got to do is bring in another wide receiver, and they'll be fine. That's what I'm going to keep telling myself. It's probably not right. They have a lot of good receivers there now. They have a lot of okay receivers. Like, Pittman is great if Paris Campbell could ever stay healthy. I mean, like, there's they need another actual wide receiver and a tight end that is actually usable instead of... Doyle. I, can, I, I even forgot his first name. That's that's how not necessary he is. I'll I'm, like honestly with this list, I'm going Matt Ryan too because let's pretend every one of these quarterbacks were dropped by their team. I think the next person to get a job on this list would be Matt Ryan. If anything, just as a bridge, and that's all we care about with someone like that, right? We just want him to be starting at the time. Next, I will go Jimmy GQ. I think even if he's not on the Niners, which I cross my fingers, he is not on the Niners. <laughs> he will be the next Teddy Bridgewater. Will He will be brought in to be a safe quarterback. He's not great, but he's not terrible. He's not going to lose you games, and that's what people want. Now the problem is we have two quarterbacks that can't lose you games. I At this point, I think Goff is safer, so I'm going to go Goff and then Darnold, but I honestly just don't want either of them. I, I don't know if Goff is their starting quarterback or if he should be. Let me put it that way. They should build a team and then get a quarterback. They should not get a quarterback right now. The Lions. They should just let Goff keep playing. But who the hell knows? So yeah, what did I even write down? So I have Wentz, Ryan, Garoppolo, Goff, Darnold. That's my list. Kane, um, mine's a bit different. Um, and right, because none of these are actually safe. I'm actually going to go Jimmy Garoppolo one because I really believe that he actually gets a full contract somewhere else. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Matt Ryan at two, because I would rather have one year of Matt Ryan over one year of Carson Wentz. Um, and then Carson Wentz at three, Jared Goff at four, because I think at least he'll be a backup for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And Sam Darnold at five, because I don't think anyone believes in him and neither do I. My list is exactly like Kane's. I one, one, two, three, four, five, straight down. I, I really do think Jimmy G has played himself into being the plan B to Aaron Rodgers. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Like Denver, yeah. I, Denver, like they seem like they've planned. Aaron Rodgers is their plan. And like if they don't get him, what are they going to do? Trade for Russell Wilson. Him, <laughs> that's not going to happen. If they don't get if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, I think they go for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't Makes think they sense. want to draft somebody. I don't think they want to, you know, like 
do it again with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. That's that's not gonna happen. Or uh Brett Rippon. He, he even played for him this year, right? Like I think Jimmy G is their backup plan, which I think he's got the safest road to a starter if he doesn't stay in San Francisco. There's a lot of teams out there that are gonna look at him and be like, Yeah, that's much better. Houston, there, there's plenty of options. So I think he's the most likely to be the guy that makes a splash going to a new team. Uh, I do have Matt Ryan second because I think he's the safest. I think he's safer than Carson Wentz. I think Wentz is okay. Like I, but I think to the, the player that will make it through the season more likely is Matt Ryan. They probably both end up starting for their team. That's a fair statement. Like I think Carson Wentz gets replaced before Matt Ryan does in 2022. So I'm going to gamble that I'm going to get a full season out of Matt Ryan. Uh, Golf, golf, and then Darnold. Who, who cares? Like we yeah. said it over. Like they're just—they don't even belong in this tier. They're they're multiple tiers down. I think they're backup quarterbacks that maybe come in and get starters. Uh, you know, in, in replacement of injury, Ryan Fitzpatrick's. Like whatever, yeah. that's fine. I, I'll roster them. They're definitely worth a roster. They're sure as hell not worth the two of two. No. Okay. Well, we are going to move on to my position, which is the running backs. Uh, the DTC Twitter account threw out Pass. there. Hey. The DTC Twitter account threw out there, who do you want us to talk about? And I looked through the list, and it's – okay, well, I'll give credit where credit's due. At JTCene, J-T-C-E-N-E, said these running backs that are looked down upon pretty much that we don't like, but now seems like a good time to go get them because they're kind of safe. And that's, to me, he listed two players, and they're both involved in this one I'm talking about. One's going to be in the list that we're talking about. So – I know the answer from John is going to be don't go get a running back now. And honestly, I kind of feel that way too, but these seem to be guys that don't seem to fall as far as they should, because I want to talk about Clyde Edwards E lair who I think we have to start. Like I wish I could get it out of my head where he was drafted both in the NFL and in rookie drafts. Like if you, if he was drafted at like the one Oh six, one Oh seven in super flex leagues, where he should have before he was drafted by the Chiefs, we wouldn't be so upset about it, how he's playing right now. No. It's just that expectation, the fact that that landing spot incorrectly blasted his value to the 101 is why he's such a huge disappointment. So on the Dynasty Trade Calculator, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is equal to the 108. So this is outside this first tier of Canes, and it's kind of mostly because of talking to Kane, but I have been calling the top tier around the 106 area. So this is also outside of what I consider the top tier. So I guess, Kane, since you, again, know more about the actual rookies coming in, what do you believe between CEH and the 108? That, that's a perfect spot. Like, I, that value is is pretty right on for me. Um, ooh. Like, it doesn't feel good either way. <laughs> yeah. Like, either way, it's not, like, a shining moment. Um, But I think... Because uh, 108, you're probably getting wide receiver two or running back two. Or, excuse me, running back three. Um, So the question is, would I rather have the running back three in this class or CEH, I think is the main question. Um, and I think I'd rather have CEH right now because I know where CEH is. 
right? And okay. I know I have, what, two years left of him on his contract. Um, so I feel more confident about that because one of, one of these guys right now could just get a bad landing spot, and I would much rather have the running back over the wide receiver at this point. I don't know. That's where I'm at currently, but it doesn't feel good. I'm glad I finally got to bring some chaos to the show. Usually I play it safe and talk about guys I just want to talk about. Oh, so now I wait can... for these wide receivers, mate. You brought yeah. a running back. You know how it goes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the pick. I When you said CEH, I immediately thought I was going to go CEH. I'm actually surprised he's the 108. I Which, was like really... I said, he does, he's not falling nearly as much as you think he would. No, I was really hoping that you would say like the 112, the 201. Like, give me that. I, I will take CEH in a heartbeat. The 108, I do want the receiver that's probably going to be there. Or the possibility of the receiver. Or the option to take the receiver. Like, that's what I envision. That's what I see as the 108 right now. It's not necessarily another running back. It's a possibility of another running back. It's a possibility of a receiver. I will take the possibility. Um, I'm not as I'm not down on CEH. Like, I still like him. Yeah, he didn't. He's not outperforming Jonathan Taylor. I don't care. Like no one else did though. <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen plenty of one hundred ones that have been worse. <laughs> so we 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 aren't perfect at drafting. Yes, the one hundred one maybe it was too much to spend for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But like Russ said, if he was the middle around first, like you're really happy with what you're getting from him. I I still play him every week that he's healthy. He's a running back. I'm happy to put him in there. He gets points. He's still in an extremely productive offense. That situation hasn't changed. The situation that made us love him hasn't changed. So, I, yeah, he's not as not as valuable as he was then, but he still has value. So, like, I I, I do like Ceh, but the one hundred eight probably not going to give that. I do feel like he I, I feel like he should be cheaper, like just based on public perception and opinion or whatever, like. No, and I'm with you, and that's exactly why I'm going to take the pick. Right now, there are people who like CEH, and there's people that don't. So we know the 108 is worth the 108. I'm with John. I expected to see like the 111, 112, and still be like, I'd probably rather give up a second. But like yeah. the, <laughs> the really 108 the is, is surprisingly high. So I, I will take the 108 because – Chances are I won't draft the 108, and chances are CEH wouldn't be on my team by the time the season started. Uh, so to me, it's pretty easily to pick, just because I, especially in leagues that I run or I like to play in, it's a lot of lineup variance. You know, like to me, start one of each, the rest are flex. You know, there's a lot of options of what you could do, in which case, if I only have one running back, I want a running back with upside because me being me, chances are I'm only starting one running back because I like wide receivers a whole lot more. So I want someone who I think has a better ceiling than CEH because I, I don't see it there with him in this situation. So I will take the one away and I will turn that into something else that'll fit my team better. All I want is for him to have like some of the same opportunities that they give Williams when CEH is out. Like, why does Williams just get different opportunities when he's playing? It makes him look so much better. Yeah, like, I, can, can you do this with CEH like once or twice? Just just once. Just once even. Just 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 give me one. Like and the thing is they're gonna do it week one and then we're all gonna buy in like we did with Antonio Gibson this year. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be out then. 
<laughs> 16 targets. Let's let's go. Let's go. Okay, so the list of people. I incorrectly listed these in alphabetical order because I realized I've just been reading them off in value order and that sort yeah, of takes away do, from the game. never do that. So I, again, incorrectly put these in alphabetical order. So besides CEH, we have AJ Dillon, Travis Etienne, Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs, who was the other running back that I, at I JTC suggested, him. and Elijah Mitchell. Oh, my. Yeah, I don't really like I set this up and usually I do my list before we start the show. Like I wrote these names down and I just started staring and then I'm like, oh, I guess I have to start setting stuff up now. And I still don't have it written out. I have no idea. I don't I don't like this list. All right, I can go. I'm I'm ready. Uh, I'm going to go with Jacobs first. I mean, <laughs> he is he is basically CEH. Everything I said about him. Yep. I'm not disappointed in Jacobs. No, I don't know why people would expect more. Like, I, I am because he should I, have been able. He should, he could pa catch passes, and they just don't throw. He him could, but he doesn't. But it's fine. Like a lot of running backs don't, but he still scores. So Jacobs is easily my one on this list. I have been plenty happy with him. I am. I'm not afraid to put him in my lineup. Uh, I'm going to go Travis Etienne, number two. I. I have not gotten over my crush. Uh, injuries will not dissuade me because I only believe running backs are short-term anyways. Uh, so if ETN, I think he'll be back healthy. I, I think he is the guy that the Jaguars are going to mm, use in the running game. Like, I think he's the guy. So he's my number two on the list. CEH is three. AJ Dillon is four. And I'm really curious what Green Bay is going to do. Like, I, I really want to see what their offense looks like next year. They've got a lot of money to get rid of. So Rogers is going to be gone. Like, there's reports they're going to franchise Devontae Adams. I don't know what that team's going to be, but A.J. Dillon's going to be there. And he is definitely a strong running back. Number five is Eli Mitchell. Hey, look, when he's, when he's healthy, he looks really good in that San Francisco offense. When he's not, you know, whatever. Leonard Fournette, he's just he's gonna be last just because obviously he's old. Hopefully he returns to Tampa Bay. I think it's a perfect spot for him. Hopefully he stays there and I get more production out of Leonard Fournette. But value-wise, he has nowhere to go. Like he cannot go up. He is so that's why he's the bottom of this list. Everybody else, I think, actually does have a possibility to at least maintain their value. Uh, a Leonard Fournette's value just drops by the day. Yeah. Um, my list might be a tad different. Number one is Elijah Mitchell for me. Um, he's just really, really good. And I want as many shares as possible in a good offense. I have CEH at two because I still think he's the second most valuable to me on this list. Um, just because of the perception of having the Chiefs running back. It doesn't matter who the name is. It's still worthwhile. I have ETN at three. Um, because everyone else is hurt. That's a running back <laughs> and, on that team. So, yeah. oh. like, he's going to be healthy. Oh, the Jags. Um, Fingers crossed. At four, I have Josh Jacobs, just because, like, he's valuable because he always plays, right? And I think he's going to end up getting a second contract somewhere and continuing to play, whether that's in, like, a Melvin Gordon-type role or not. I think he still ends up getting some touches. A.J. Dillon at five, because I just have no idea what, 
Green Bay is going to do. Um, if Aaron Jones stays, then this is the right value. If Aaron Jones isn't there anymore, then the value for AJ Dillon goes up. And then at six is Leonard Fournette because he's the oldest. Because yeah. yeah. he's old. <laughs> that's really that's yeah. really all it is. <laughs> he was super productive, scored a ton of points, but he's old. He's old. So it's really funny. John was saying he wasn't ready to give up his crush on ETN and when he had him at two. I have him at one because, like I said before, I'm really just all about upside at running back, at least at this point right now. Like, if I were to have a running back on my team, it's going to be someone whose either value is going to go up and it his will, because especially with James Robinson getting hurt at the end of the season. Like, so there's no hope of him coming back for the beginning of next year. So the second we start seeing those videos of Travis Etienne running, his value is going to go up. The second they sign a head coach that isn't Herbin Meyer, Etienne's value is probably going to go up. The second they don't waste another pick on a running back, they'll at least keep his value the same and it won't drop. Like what they they do they? I assume they have the two hundred one. I assume they have all their picks. Like oh god, please don't yeah, like, take a date. Please don't take a date to a running back. Exactly. So I think Etienne's value is safe, if not on the way up. And I think the upside of the player is there. I have Jacobs at two for all the reasons everyone said. He's going to get the carries. He doesn't miss a lot of time. Like maybe he'll miss a game a season, which in running back worlds is great. At three, I have CEH again for all the reasons everyone said. Uh, This is all murky to me. I have AJ Dillon at four because it seemed going through towards the end of the year. And I think it's going to get even worse through the cold weather. AJ Dillon's been getting the ball and they've never seemed to care that Aaron Jones was good. <laughs> if there's another healthy person behind him, they like giving that person the ball. And and like John said, I have like, I don't understand tagging Devontae Adams. If they're going to lose Rogers, like why not just it all, you know, in that would be include- Jordan love waiting in the wings. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that would also include getting rid of Aaron Jones, and I don't know if that's a possibility or not. But still, it also just might be a way to keep him healthy to, for the trade deadline for a team that might need a running back by running out AJ Dillon more. Who the heck knows? But I still think AJ Dillon has the ability to be the next Josh Jacobs because he's not going to catch too many passes. Uh, number five, I have Fournette because he is a free agent. It would be if he signs back with Tampa Bay, everyone's going to want the second the season starts, everyone's going to want to start trading thirds and seconds for him because he's going to score points. And I'm fine with having that on my team now because it doesn't matter where he goes. They're going to pay him to run the ball. And we've seen that he can catch. And then I have Mitchell last. And it's not because I think he's the least valuable. It's again, I just don't. It's too stressful owning a San Francisco running back. That's really all it is. They're going to talk about other running backs. They're going to bring in other. They have to bring in other running backs because they, uh, Moster and Jeff Wilson are both free agents. Not to mention constantly hurt. And I think we've seen what they think of Trey Sermon, which means all that's there is Elijah Mitchell. And I just, I, it's too stressful. I know it's the wrong answer, and I don't care that putting Mitchell on the bottom is wrong. It's just where I have it now because I'm just fine not dealing with it. Is there anybody on this list you wouldn't give the 108 for? Except for Leonard Fournette, of course. Josh Jacobs, AJ Dillon. I don't think I'd give the 108 for any of these people. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I would not give a first for most of it. Oh, ETN. I would give probably the 108 for. 
That's about I would, it. I would take I would take ETN Jacobs and CEH over the 108 because I I want I want 2022 production immediate uh, yeah known production. If I'm I just don't if, think you need to send the 108 for Jacobs like at this point. Like, do you think you'd need to send the 108 for Jacobs right now? Oh, probably not. I could probably get him for the 110 or 111 if I have that. But if I have the 108, like, and, and a running back is what I need, I'm not going to use the. I probably won't do it now. Fair, <laughs> it, you know, like on the draft clock, obviously. But uh, if I'm going to spend my 108 on a running back, that means I'm a, that means I want running back production right now. Like, yes. if I'm drafting a running back. I'm drafting a running back expecting production right now. Yeah. So I would definitely take that. I would take ETN, CEH, or Jacobs over that. Um, I might take Mitchell or in as I started thinking about it. So that probably makes me put Mitchell over AJ Dillon if I had to think about it more. Uh, but that's probably where I cut it off. I probably want the 108 then over those two. Or and Leonard Fournette, obviously. All right. So we have no idea what Kane is. Oh no, you did say wide receivers. So I did. Yeah. What, what, what wide receiver are we talking about? What? Okay. No. What wide receiver are you going to make us want to cry about today? I'm we're going to start with the most disappointing wide receiver ever this season. Nikhil Harry. Uh, <laughs> no, we're talking about a guy that is actually good last year and then was terrible this season. That's our good friend, Alan Robinson. Oh, geez. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you Russ is gonna hurt. Uh, Russ is still recording. That's nice. I kind of thought that might have just ended this. You want to know what Allen Robinson is I've worth very in good terms of a single pick? Talking to you guys. I, I actually looked. I looked him up the other day. I was curious about him. His current value is the two hundred eight. Yeah. <laughs> so the question is, Russ, do you want Allen Robinson or the two hundred eight? I'm just glad I don't have a full bathroom in my basement so I could just walk in, just crawl into the shower, close on, curl into a ball and start crying. I want Allen Robinson over the 208. We know that he can be good at football. We know he didn't want to be in Chicago. So I'm heavily crossing my fingers that he just phoned it in this season. Now he's going to be 29, I think, going into next year on a new team. Don't think I care. Like, imagine if they do let, what's his name, Devontae Adams walk. And then A-Rob goes to be the number one for Jordan Love anyway. Like, we've seen that that offense is not completely Aaron Rodgers's offense. That a little has to do with LaFleur and all. So assuming Jordan Love isn't just trash, we've seen Allen Robinson do better with worse. So I, I'm not terrified of that. I, I think there's a lot of situations he could walk into and be a solid wide receiver too. The days of hoping he's the top five are over. So for the 208, give me the dude we've seen it do many times. So I'm going to approach this from the aspect that I have Allen Robinson on a lot of rosters. I do. Because I do. <laughs> if you send me the 208 for Allen Robinson, you are getting an instant reject. Yep. Um, it might be fair. I don't care. <laughs> like uh, I'm going to make I'm that. A, that sounds like a t-shirt. So, so I will keep Allen Robinson for the 208. Uh, what I, am I going out really like and looking for him for a, a mid second? Eh, probably not, but I would, I mean, like I'm going to kick the tires for Allen Robinson. He's only going to be 29. No, no, no. I mean, he's, he's going to be 29, but what well, he took this year off. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, maybe he gets a year back on his career at the back end. 
he's actually the kind of receiver that I just will have, I'll put him on my roster and he'll just end his career on my roster. His, I will, I will give up late seconds for Allen Robinson. I will not give up Allen Robinson for the 208. So don't ask <laughs> if you have the 208, don't come shopping for Allen Robinson from me. Like I, I'd rather just, I'd rather let him rot on my bench, quite honestly, and not start him because I think there's a chance that he, he returns value better, returns production better than what the 208 brings me. Not value because even if he does well, his value is not going to increase nope. a lot. He doesn't have a, like, he's probably never going to be worth the first again, unless he's having a great season, a playoff team needs him down the stretch and like, Hey, here's our late first. Like that's the only time he's going to be worth the first ever again. No, I, I agree with you. I think I'd rather take Allen Robinson here, just given everything you guys have said. Um, he's going to be on a new team, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But speaking of new teams, there's a few wide receivers oh, that are no. going to be oh. on new teams next season. I hate how good at this show you are, Kane. So should we go ahead and rank them, Russ? I mean, I don't want to, but I feel like we have to. This is what we signed up for. So you got? I, I took I'll out take them all over Adams. the running backs. <laughs> I, I took out Devontae Adams because I think he's just clearly... <laughs> head and shoulders above like all of these players right yeah he's pretty um, good but i have a total of seven guys for you the first is chris godwin then alan robinson will fuller mike williams odell beckham michael gallup and juju smith schuster are wow. all going to be they're all current free agents for next season so how would you rank them all right i i can go that was so fast how'd you do that um because there's some guys that i really dislike on here uh so they, <laughs> they just automatically go to the bottom will fuller is dead last yep. immediate immediate dead last hard pass never been a fan sorry i just he's not the type of receiver i ever feel comfortable paying up for like he's always been overpriced it feels like I, i've never felt comfortable putting him in a lineup just no, he, he's not even in this tier. God, the Gallup injury, just that, that really does suck. Um, yeah. It does suck because that definitely knocked him. But number one is Godwin. Number two is Juju because I, I love Juju. <laughs> like, uh, I, I can't get over him. This is where it gets tough to me. Like, I, I really do think those two are the top two out of this list for me. I don't know that Mike Williams goes anywhere and I don't know that Odell Beckham goes anywhere. I kind of think Odell Beckham is going to stay a Ram. Like, come on. He's in LA. He's now in this, this really fun offense. That feels like a really good spot for OBJ. So I don't know that those two really switch teams. And I think Mike Williams, I think it's, he's in a good situation too. Uh, so if, if the chargers can afford it, I think that would work well for both of them to bring. So I think those two can stay the same Gallup's, not going to be, I don't think he's going to be in Dallas and he's coming off an injury. That's just, that's brutal. That really just hurt his value a lot. And A-Rob we discussed, I think is going to be somewhere. So who am I, how am I going to rank these? We've got these four to go. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Williams at the top, then Gallup, then A-Rob, then OBJ. And honestly, it feels like those four could kind of shuffle uh, quite a bit to me. Uh, I'll take whichever is cheapest, yeah. <laughs> given the option. But that's that's my list. So if if I had to do the whole thing again, it was Godwin, Juju, Mike Williams, 
uh, OBJ, Gallup, A-Rob, uh, and then that other guy, Fuller. I had the same tiers as John did, except I have Juju one because, again, unlike John, who who claims to love these people, I actually put them first when I claim to love them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I fully believe in Juju. He... I feel like we've talked about him before. I feel like I talk about him so much. I think he's he's going to be awesome wherever he goes because he's a very good player. Will he be what he was that year with Antonio Brown beside him? Maybe not, but still, who cares? He's going to be very, very solid to good fantasy player for you. Two, I have Godwin, and honestly, it might only be because of the timing of his injury. Like, Juju's going to walk in and be ready for the season. Godwin most likely won't be. That's, That's really true. all it is. That is true. Because Godwin is also very, very good. And I've I've always liked the player. At three, I have Mike Williams, which is pure 100% bias because <laughs> hashtag Team Clemson, big wide receiver. I love me, Mike Williams. At four, I put Allen Robinson, probably bias-wise over Odell at five. Like, I think especially if Odell does stay on the Rams, he probably should be above Allen Robinson but I already wrote it down and I'm not going to change it. So I have a Robert four hoping he goes to a good place because he's picked so many bad that he has to just like pick for situation. Now, like he's made enough money, just go pick a good team. And then OBJ at five staying at the Rams is obviously the best thing for him. You know, that just, that's a good offense six. I have Gallup and by default because of the timing of that injury and because Fuller had to be last. Yeah, because I'm I'm completely with John. You know, the one year Fuller stayed healthy for the entire season was the year he got busted for PEDs. I mean, I'm not saying that's why he stayed healthy the whole season. I'm just saying the one year he stayed healthy, he got busted for PEDs. What about you, I I wonder what kind of a contract Gallup's going to get. Like, do you think he's going to get a multi-year deal or is he going to get a a one-year deal, come and prove you're healthy, and then next year we're going to be right back in the same situation of where's he going to be? Next year, because the problem is a one-year thing. If he gets a multi-year, it's going to have to be really low money-wise. Like maybe sign a two-year deal, like so the next year can be approved. It because by the time he comes back, heavily incentive. Yeah, because by the time he comes back and is fully healthy and recovered, it's going to be more than halfway through the season. If he was healthy, he'd be number two or three on this list. He would be a lot. uh, Yeah, he probably. He probably be three or four, and I only say that because again, because of my bias with Mike Williams. All right, Kane, let's hear yours. I have Chris Godwin at one. I just think he's the most talented out of these guys. Yep. Um, I have Juju at two. I have Allen Robinson at three because I think wherever he goes, they're going to pay him as a target hog for the next couple of years. That's at least how I view it. I have Michael Gallup at four um, because he's young, and I think he's a really good wide receiver. I have Mike Williams at five. Odell at six and Will Fuller always at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> always at the it's, bottom. We couldn't, we couldn't, we, none of us, there couldn't be one of us that was the Will Fuller guy. What's but interesting think, is like Will Fuller does have that person in each league. Yes, in. Like, in at each least league, one. Somebody's like, no, Will Fuller's great. He put up four touchdowns for me this one time. He just oh. needs to stay healthy. And have, on my bench when he put up and have a really good quarterback <laughs> and one of the best wide receivers in the league across from him. So here's here's another thing I want to mention. So we all like Juju, but I'm curious just if you'll pay the price for Juju here. Currently in the trade calculator, it's Juju or the 202. So easily. Yeah. Okay. So easily. Yep. I won't trade Juju away for less than a first. Okay. 
I understand that's not probably ever going to happen, in which case I'm just going to keep Juju on all of my teams. Wide receivers are tough to get from me. Like, I don't like to give them up because I don't see a lot of point to giving them up. Running backs, sure, I'll deal in running backs all day. I'll deal in quarterbacks all day. Tight ends, if they're not named Pitts, I'll deal in all day. I was about to say, I really want to know. Like, I want (laughs) one league that, like... I plan on either quitting in six minutes or a league that we know is going to fold after this year. I want to see what it takes to get pits off of you. Uh, I mean, I like in Superflex. He's. I'm not kidding when I say I I can make an argument that he should be the first player. <laughs> I I don't believe he will be, and so I would never actually pay that. Like obviously, quarterbacks will go first, but. <sighs> I don't, if we want to talk about pits, that's fine. I'll talk about him. But I, mean, he, I don't have another three hours on my he's hands. Expensive. I gotta get back to I work. mean, like he is expensive and he should be. Look, he had a great rookie season. I know him. he didn't score touchdowns. Get over that. Look at any other metric, like other than touchdowns. And unless you play in a touchdown only league, other things matter with pits. Like he shattered just, he, he was great. He was absolutely fantastic. He was exactly what everybody thought he was going to be, except for he didn't score touchdowns. Look, if he scores five touchdowns this year, he is off the charts in value right now. He's still off the. He'd be. I mean, I can't. I don't know. I can't even explain how how much value I think he holds. He is so young. He plays a position that is. Um, let's say hard to lock in points from. You can certainly do it if you feel comfortable streaming, you know, Dalton Schultz and a bunch of guys that are right around that. If you feel comfortable doing that and putting up, I don't know, five or six roster spots for your tight ends, go for it. <laughs> Me, uh, I'm just, I'll just take Kyle Pitts, slot him in. And on weeks that he has a bad week, I'll take the, 10 or 15 points that he gets me weeks that he has good weeks when he starts scoring touchdowns. It's going to be so nice. Like, All right. Well, since this is not a Kyle Pitts related show, <laughs> I'm going to stop you from talking and we have gone through our, all our positions. So ring the bell. We're done. We are closing the floor of dynasty wall street. I've been one of your hosts, Russ Fisher at dynasty outhouse, John Bosch at John Bosch FF Kane Fassell at Debbie underscore Kane. And we'll see you next time.